Weakers, tweakers, thrill freaking seekers, welcome back to another great freaking hilarious freaking episode of freaking Our Weekend Review on W-A-Y-O-L-P freaking Rochester, also on Apple freaking Podcast, freaking Spotify, and freaking SoundCloud if anybody freaking wants to know. Weakers, tweakers, thrill freaking seekers, my name is Taylor the Mossman Lofton, and with me as always, to my left is Sandy the Sandman Fargus, then bringing up the rear we have freaking Doug Jordan, all via the great satellite in the sky, Satellite Freaking New York. Weakers, tweakers, thrill freaking seekers, and the freaking panel. Start your freaking engines. This is our weekend freaking review. <laughs> weakers, tweakers, thrill freaking seekers. <clears throat> it has been one week since we last spoke, and geez Louise down on my knees, the situation here has become dire. We pre record this show, weakers and tweakers, and on the day of this recording, We are only at $8,000 raised for the Wayo freaking fundraiser campaign, and they need 15 large. So I implore you, take a slice out of life from the great Jesus Christ himself. Bathe the foot of the homeless people and also give some money to donate.wayofm.org there are a bunch of great options out there there's local businesses different restaurants and if I knew them if I had them at my fingertips I would repeat them here on the air but believe me If you think it is part of the program, it likely is. I know Ortego is freaking upon, is actually part of that freaking program. Ortego Grill is, you can get a, you get a free freaking buckwheat sandwich, which is, um, which is a cold sandwich that, uh, that freaking Larry Brown serves when the kitchen is switching over between lunch and dinner. So, geez Louise, down on my knees, donate.wayofm.org. Sign up for ongoing freaking geez Louise donations it's a monthly thing you can even do a one-time donation you say you got five dollars weakers and tweakers that's five dollars that could go to way so that we can all keep our freaking jobs and stay on the air and we're gonna be talking about that a lot this episode but we won't get bogged down with that yet as weakers and tweakers probably notice freaking tady and michael richers is not here tady freaking richer as we know him and he may be joining us in a bit, a special guest, even though he's normally on the freaking show. But I want to talk to those who are here, those who did so up. And the one that I want to talk to right now, Sandy the Sandman Fargus, how you doing? How you been? How are you? God bless you. And how was your week? James Louise, Louise, there's a lot of freaking questions. Um, First things, freaking first, um, I believe you asked me how freaking I am. Um, I'm freaking as a freaking Diggins, and I'm a little, I'm pretty freaking drunk as well. Uh, Other than that, um, thank you for the freaking blessing. Uh, I didn't need to do that. Um, Always a freaking treat when when, when, when friends can freaking bless one another. Um, And and I'm going to go ahead and freaking bless you right back. I got with a freaking um, earnest freaking God bless you. And uh, Doug Jordan, I'm going to go ahead and throw you a freaking blessing as well. Uh, May God freaking have mercy on your freaking soul. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, right back at you. Um, yeah, you God may bless you. May, that was enough. May God That's bless a, you as well. That, okay. I and did many mean, blessings to you, Taylor. I did not well. mean to initiate Thank you. a... All right. I've been interrupted several times uh, at the top of the freaking hour, and that will be the last freaking interruption uh, for the remainder of this uh, freaking show. Um, 
What was the freaking final question? How was your week? Oh, uh, yeah, my freaking week was, um, uh, I, I, I believe, well, I guess, I guess let's not start from the freaking top. It was a freaking boisterous freaking week. Um, basically, I freaking gave up trying to figure out how to, how to throw a uh, freaking website together because, geez louise, when I'm behind the freaking keyboard, I, I have no freaking idea what I'm doing. Uh, basically, to build a website, you have to know how to freaking write in freaking gibberish, uh, and I don't know how to freaking do that. Uh, I write in freaking prose. Uh, I follow the freaking uh, the workings of freaking uh, Shakespeare, um, and everyone, weakers and tweakers know that. They've freaking heard my freaking movie, uh, freaking Biohacker. Um, so I went the old-fashioned freaking route, and I freaking went ahead and freaking used my freaking printer and uh, printed out several freaking flyers, nailed them to... Uh, They'll do some freaking uh, telephone freaking polls, uh, putting my freaking business out there, uh, listing my gear, listing what I'm freaking capable of. And, um, and boy, oh boy, um, wouldn't you freaking know it, I got a freaking phone call. Who was on the phone? I was not done freaking speaking. Um, the, uh, the person on the freaking telephone was someone uh, who wanted to freaking hire me um, to freaking to freaking DJ a freaking civil freaking union. Sandy, what is a civil union? Um, well, um, I guess it can be explained, um, uh, as far as I know, is when freaking, um, it's, uh, when two, um, when two people freaking love each other, but their freaking, um, parts don't freaking fit into one another, um, the way that you'd freaking, um, geez louise, uh, when a man and a freaking woman, uh, freaking make love, um, it's a, basically it's a freaking wedding. Uh, it's a completely freaking normal wedding, and uh, and I got freaking invited to go ahead and freaking DJ the freaking uh, the freaking the whole freaking affair. Uh, so I was very freaking excited. Uh, I got freaking Dimitri uh, on board. He said, yeah, he's free, um, which is freaking great. So uh, we went ahead and did a freaking test run of loading up the freaking gear into his freaking sedan, um, which, by the way, is freaking fixed now. Uh, I used the freaking last of that freaking 10 Gs to go ahead and freaking uh, fix up freaking Dimitri's car. Um, and when you know it, Freaking gear doesn't fit. Got too much freaking gear. Too small of a freaking car. Um, so that freaking threw a wrench in my plan. But um, but yeah, I mean, I, I figure everything's gonna end up freaking going just freaking fine. Everything's gonna freaking go off without a freaking hits. So how are you gonna get the things to the freaking civil union or wedding as you call it? Um, I'm just gonna go ahead and freaking um, I'm gonna end up using freaking Doug's freaking truck because um, that thing's got the freaking capacity to freaking lug all the freaking gear and um, obviously I'll well, have freaking Dimitri. What are you not. gonna just use my truck? Um, were you gonna were you gonna ask me first? Or are you just gonna assume that I'm just gonna let you use the truck? Well, I was gonna ask you if I could use the truck, but I'd already assumed that you were gonna say yes because um, I really freaking yeah, well, need. Well, maybe you should ask me if you can use the truck. All right, well, um, yeah, I was planning on doing that. Um, and thank you for uh, giving me freaking permission to use the freaking truck. Um, no, I didn't give you permission. I said you can ask me to use the truck. I'm, what I'm hearing is that you've given me permission to use the truck. Thank you very much. Let's No, what I'm on. saying is you can go ahead and ask, and then and then what I'll say is no, because you can't use the freaking truck because Wait it's my truck. I feel like I already freaking asked, and you said yes. I feel like just a moment ago I said, I'm, man, can I use the freaking truck? And you said... Yes, uh, but please, I don't remember how it freaking went, but I think I said, can I use the freaking truck? And you said, uh, yes. He said, I'll be pleased to. I'd be pleased to loan you my truck, Andy. Doug? Doug's face is frozen as the dickens on the freaking Satellite New York uplink. I can't yeah, tell if, they, if it's a freaking glitch or if he's or if he's just... 
or if he's or if he's just waiting to to say he's sorry and he many he many apologizes for any freaking miscommunication of course i can freaking borrow the truck and um and it's going to be a freaking hell of a freaking civil freaking union and for weakers and tweakers out there doug is grimacing as though there is some sort of pain that has started in the bottom of his testicles and moved to his stomach, making it feel as though his bowels are ready to explode from some sort of gaseous and rumblings on the inside. And Doug, if you can hear us, I hope you're doing okay. And geez, Louise down on my knees. God bless you. So Doug, Doug I can hear you. I'm back. Well, yeah, don't do that again, please. I don't know what happened, but, uh, but I'm back. Well, I'm glad that all worked out. the truck. Um, all right, I'm Doug, a little I mean, upset that you didn't ask me, and then you're gonna you're just gonna assume on the freaking radio, and then I said, "Well, you asked me," and you just kept assuming that I was gonna say freaking yes. And I'm also pretty upset that ten thousand dollars of my freaking money is going to this freaking business, and you didn't give the proper planning, put the proper planning in place of how to freaking move the equipment to the freaking venue on your own. Um, all right. Well, from my freaking perspective, I did everything freaking I should have freaking done. Um. I got the freaking gear. I hired a man to freaking be my freaking driver because Lord knows I'm going to be freaking drinking. Um, I'm going to be freaking drinking more than I usually do because I'm going to be so freaking nervous. Um, I'm also probably going to be freaking drunk when I begin. So it's good to just keep freaking going at that point. Um, so I'm sorry. What is it, your freaking issue? I'm going to need the truck at work that night. So you can't have it. I don't even know what it is, but I'm just going to have my own truck. I'm going to drive my truck. All right. right. We're going to put a stop to this right now. I'm Doug. I'm just going to go ahead and freaking ask you flat out. um, I I suppose this is the way to freaking go about things. Doug, can I please freaking borrow the freaking truck for the freaking civil union job? No. Well, Uyghurs and Tweegers listeners out there, geez, Louise, down in my knees, we need you to go to Wayo to go to donate.wayofm.org and throw some shekels our freaking way. Ongoing donations can be rewarded with some great prizes, but also one-time donations, if large enough, will also yield some great prizes and some ongoing membership. Memberships include discounts at local freaking watering holes like... Jeez Louise, Ortego Grill. Did I mention the freaking barley sandwich that freaking Larry Brown serves during freaking dinner shift switch? Well, geez, Louise, I just did. I know. don't know what the barley. What is the barley sandwich? Well, and hold on. And actually, originally you said there it was called a buckwheat sandwich. That's definitely not on the freaking menu. And then now no, you're saying there's a barley that. sandwich. Please don't interrupt me, Doug. And then uh, and now you're saying there's a barley sandwich. And neither of those freaking. I mean, I would freaking know if there was freaking those two items on the freaking. I'm there all the freaking time. It's and I'm a, there a lot during freaking lunch to freaking dinner. It's a buckwheat barley sandwich. I, they are sort of they're made and then they're packaged in foil. And because we can't serve alcohol and without serving food, it is the absence when Doug Jordan is switching the grill over to serve dinner when it becomes a sort of hybrid barbecue. Because for lunch, it's still just Southwestern. And then it becomes a hybrid barbecue. Uh, what do you, I don't know. You describe it, Doug. It's your freaking brainchild. And Usually we have bags of potato chips. Challenged brainchild it is. So, geez, Louise, down on my knees. Donate.wayofm.org. Now, I want to talk about my week. And it started off with me getting freaking dumped again. And when I say dumped, I don't mean by uh, in a relationship type sense. I mean, I mean dumped in a freaking dumpster. Where I was taking out the trash at the Ortega Grill where I have been freaking washing dish for Doug Jordan. And I found myself again 
having to freaking scrape gush out of the freaking dumpster to fit in the dumpster that we share with freaking Wayne Noodle. And suddenly, I black out, and when I came to, geez louise, down on my knees, I'm in the freaking dumpster again. Dumped again. Well, this happened three more times to me after that incident earlier this week, and the fourth time it happened, which was last night, I came to a realization. I have to say something. I have to stick up for myself. I am being bullied, Doug Jordan. And even though Doug threatened the life of freaking the owner of Wang Noodle, which I believe his name is Wang, we're unsure of that at this point. And though Doug gestured at him with a freaking chef's knife, slowly gliding it across his own throat as if to demonstrate some sort of act of murder that he would take upon Wang himself, it did not work. So I marched into that front door of Wang Noodle, and believe me, it smelled delicious. I smelled horrible because I was covered in the freaking gush from the freaking dumpster, but the restaurant is top knots. I think people are going to freaking Ortego Grill because they're smelling the restaurant from the other place, and they're going, oh, this is, this must, that must be the smell of Ortego, and then they sorely find out that they were mistaken. But I walk in there, and I point my freaking index gush-covered finger into the face of freaking Wang, and I say, listen, Wang, you're not going to get me again with this. This stops now. And Wang had a interesting smile upon his face as I'm saying this. And in a language I am not familiar with, he made it known that I was invited to a meet and greet with him, to a sit-down meeting. And... That night after the f- my shift was finished, I went to this sit-down meeting, and it was a card game. A-, a game I had never played before. A mysterious card game with cards I have never seen. Some of them were dice, and some of them were actual cards, and they had images on them that I couldn't read with symbols. And I said, I will play this game with you. And a couple of other guys from the kitchen played as well. And we played all night freaking long, and it was a gas. I had an absolute freaking blast. Although there is something that has left me a bit bothered. Because Wang of Wang Noodle keeps a large old parchment ledger. And he is keeping some sort of score with this ledger. And he has written my name into it. And he continues after each game to add some sort of image or a symbol to my where my name is and I don't recall putting anything up or betting or offering anything and I'm a bit frightened that someday Wang will come to collect on what it is that he is marking down and I will not know how to repay him yeah, I I have to freaking warn you. This reminds me of a freaking game I became involved with back when I was living in freaking Mexico. And, um, and the game took place over the course of three or four freaking nights. Um, I also had no idea what was happening. Uh, and I had no idea if I was freaking doing well or doing poorly. But I know that on the fourth night, someone had definitively lost. And men who had been standing there watching us play picked up the man from his freaking stool, brought him into the back room, and hours later, I said, what happened to that person? And no one would freaking answer me. Hmm. Yeah, that's horrifying. That yeah. is... Things that nightmares come from, and that is what I'm worried about here. Yeah, I think... I think 
I think you should have never had any freaking part of that freaking sit-down meeting. It sounds like, uh, it sounds like you're, well, sounds like you're freaking doomed a little bit. But, um, I can't wait to see how this freaking plays out, uh, week by week. I'm freaking here on our Week in Review on WAYO-FM, freaking Rochester. You can go to donate.wayofm.org and, um, freaking, just freaking empty your freaking savings because we need every single freaking penny. He's right about that. Let me tell you, we are, if I am in the hole... I can't. I pray to God it's not as much in the hole as freaking Wayo is right now. But I might be worse. I think I wagered something I cannot give up. Yeah. And I think that if you freaking go missing, freaking unfortunately, Doug Jordan's going to have to freaking make good on his promise to Wang and end up freaking, well, committing freaking an act of freaking murder. And then I don't know if the freaking, even if freaking Wayo is freaking saved, I don't think there's going to be a freaking radio show anymore. Let's just hope and pray that's not the night that Doug lets you borrow his truck because he's going to need that truck and he's going to need it fully gassed up. Well, geez, Louise, down on my knees. That leads us to freaking Doug Jordan. Doug, how you doing? How you been? How are you? God bless you. And how was your week? Uh, yes, um, I'm good. Thank you for the blessing. And no, I'm not. And please stop asking me. Uh, my week was fine. You know, just working working a lot over at Ortego and cooking and, and managing the kitchen and coming up with new menu items, but which is not the buckwheat barley sandwich. That is not a real sandwich. I just want to make sure everybody knows that that is not a real sandwich at, at the Ortego grill. Then I don't know what I ate. At okay. Ortego. I don't know what it is that Larry Brown gave me. I don't know what he gave it you. Very, it was very bland. Continue. I apologize. Anyways, I mean, it's fine. You know, work's fine. You know, I'm busy. Uh, I had to give out a verbal, my first verbal warning at work this week in the kitchen. Uh, apparently, uh, Ezekiel uh, was supposed to give Caleb a ride to work, and and Caleb and Ezekiel forgot to pick up freaking Caleb, so Caleb was freaking late. And he had to take the freaking bus, so I had to give freaking Caleb a warning because he was freaking late to work. And uh, but then he kept blaming it on freaking Ezekiel, so I had to give freaking Ezekiel a warning too because he said he was going to freaking pick up Caleb, but he didn't freaking pick him up. So I I said if you don't pick up, if you say you're going to pick somebody up, you got to freaking pick him up. So that was my first verbal warning to Ezekiel, and I said Caleb, you can't freaking be late to work. Uh, figure out how to get a ride. I'm sorry, and then they engaged in some sort of blood sport. I'm I'm. Having trouble figuring where the story is here, Doug Jordan. Uh, I mean, uh, they said that was fine, and they were going to keep. They were going to work on it. And now the tensions are building between Ezekiel and Caleb, and we don't know when that tension may break and what will be the cause of that break. If it well, won't. here's here's my freaking theory. Um, maybe the freaking tension between between freaking Caleb and freaking Ezekiel has already broken. I mean, why were they freaking why were they freaking carpooling together in the first place? Makes makes me think that maybe there was some sort of freaking something freaking sexual happening between the two of well, them. Well, Ezekiel lives by Caleb, and Caleb doesn't have a car. Yeah, I bet he freaking lives by him. I bet he freaking lives in the freaking apartment with him, freaking on his freaking bedside. Um, and well, they if he did, then I think that they would have both showed up to work on time. I don't know why you can't let me freaking finish. Maybe they got into a freaking argument. Maybe they freaking had a freaking mutual freaking breakup. Maybe they freaking split. Maybe they're going their freaking separate freaking ways. Yeah. And maybe now freaking, and now freaking, and maybe they were in the middle of a freaking fight. And that's why they didn't freaking give a ride. And all of a sudden now you got freaking, you got freaking sexual freaking tense and brewing in the freaking kitchen between freaking Ezekiel and freaking Caleb. And, and, and Doug, you got to get your freaking house in order. That's all I freaking know. 
you gotta think about your freaking business for once. Well, I don't think anything sexual is going on. I think that the Caleb needed a ride, and Ezekiel said, "Yeah, I'll give you a ride." And then Ezekiel freaking probably got too drunk and forgot about him the next morning because he was running late, and that's why he didn't give him a freaking ride. I'm thinking that we should call a work meeting, and maybe I'll take this upon myself to do it, Doug Jordan. Where I'd rather you didn't. we air the grievances out between Ezekiel and Caleb and see what can be worked out. Maybe we ask them to have sex so we can observe and tell them, you know, this is what you're doing wrong. You need to be a more passionate lover, or there's actually way too much passion. Maybe dial it back a bit before we, you, you really need to know somebody if you're going to get that passionate, Ezekiel. I mean, that's a, I can see the passion, and it is a mess. And, it, and my, a lot of people don't like that. That to be covered in that kind of mess when they're finished with a passionate round of lovemaking. Maybe, I don't know. I think there's a solution lies within some of this. Your solution is to ask my two co-workers to come to a meeting where we watch them have sex with each other? Yeah, that's right. Well, yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. I, I, mean, I mean, Doug... I, I can't. I just. It's just insane to me that you can't freaking see that that would be a freaking completely valid freaking solution. If you can watch the two freaking together making freaking love, we can we can then freaking dissect the way that they're doing it and dissect the freaking issues that they may be freaking having and freaking and freaking speak on behalf of and and let them freaking air their freaking grievances through through their freaking bodies. Yeah, but they're not they're not sexual they're not sexually compat they don't have sex with each other. Is what I'm trying to say. Well, they might, though. We haven't seen it yet to be able to prove it. I'm sure that if we ask them to have sex with each other and they look at us like we're crazy, then we'll know, okay, this would be the first time. This would, They would be entering the first time of lovemaking during this work meeting. So, yeah. And it would all be settled then. Weakers, tweakers, thrill freaking seekers. Jeez Louise down on my knees. Tadia Risher showed up just in time for our freaking first segment. Please go to donate.wayofm.org. Donate.wayofm.org and give us some money. An ongoing donation would be greatly appreciated. Now, there was once a boy who had much to say. But whenever he spoke, people would turn away. They turned away on buses, walked away on the street, until the young boy shamefully stare at his feet. And the boy grew up thinking that this was the way that he would end up spending each and every day. So he'd peer at his neighbors from behind dark glasses, and when they bent over, he'd sneak a peek at their asses. He spent many years wandering around as an outsider who lived on the inside of town until he heard voices speaking on radio and decided to call in to this great show. And into the mouthpiece his thoughts they poured in before he could say his name was Doug Jordan. And since that day, he has never been short of ears forced to listen to his unending retort. Each one of us here has a story to tell about the ways we crawled from the depths of hell. For it is on this show that each one of us thrives. And so we present you, Ways Wayo Changed Our Lives. So, geez, Louise, down on my knees, this is an all-new segment about the ways Wayo changed each and every one of our lives. And we're going to do it in a roundtable panel discussing. Tadia Richards has joined us. God bless you, Tadia. How are you? And we love you. And that's all I wanted to say real quick. Thank you, and I'm very God bless that. And God bless you. I will begin because, Doug, please, we already did yours in the rhyme. 
You would call it a riddle. I would call it a rhyme because we reveal yeah, it was with you. the riddle. Why, we, what do I have to do with the riddle? Isn't listen much like Doug Jordan, Weakers and Tweakers, and those who may contribute to donate.wayofm.org. I was lost, wandering through a town, an outsider on the inside of town. No one would talk to me. And I'd shuffle along, staring at my feet down what felt like empty streets, even on their busiest day. And when I got clambered onto a bus, the bus would suddenly empty. And when I started up a conversation, Doug Jordan, and I know this happened to you because it's in the copy, people would simply walk away. But then one day I called into the great radio show and talked to Sandy Farkas and ended up starting a freaking show with him as his freaking great co-host. And then he left to freaking Mexico when I and I became a freaking co-host of the great show. And the normal freaking host of the show. And God bless me and everyone surrounding me since. It has changed my life. No longer can people just stop listening to me because I am on the airwaves. You can't just turn it off. You must listen. Court ordered, Doug Jordan. So in that way, my life has completely changed, and I have flowered and bloomed. And some might say, like Sandy Farkas, that maybe something has happened to me where I speak in a manner that I didn't used to. That absolutely did happen. And from a head injury, I am not sure. COVID-19, perhaps. That's not the case. Maybe even more insidious than that. Maybe I was poisoned. Probably the brain injury, though. I cannot be sure since I have not been to the doctors for a follow-up checkup. So You definitely should go to the doctor. But I wouldn't blame any of that on Wayo. Nobody would. Wayo has kept me grounded. And maybe a large portion of it needs to be blamed on Evan Dawson. You think that you're grounded? Yes, you don't think so? Like in a, in a sense that you're in trouble and you need to stay in your room for the weekend or in the sense that you, it's kept you uh, out of the insane asylum? Centered. Because for a little while you were living in an insane asylum. An institution, yes. And this kept me centered. Wait a minute, was that a freaking insane That was an insane asylum you were living in? It was a group home for the criminally insane. But I freaking, I did my time, and I'm a free man now. So I, thanks to Wayo, I am out on the streets where I can live my best freaking life, and thank God for that. So without them and without your support for weakers and from weakers and tweakers and listeners out there that go to donate.wayofm.org, without them, I will be back out on the streets, and I give you a week's time. I will be back out in the streets and eventually work my way back into one of those cold, dark asylums where the cackles from the other residents loom large over my head and prevent me from sleeping. And I am unaware as to when I fall asleep because the nightmare just continues. So that is what I wanted to say about Whale. Now, freaking Sandy the Sandman Farkas, I want to talk a little bit about... Ways that Wayo changed your life? Um, yeah, I mean, you know, I, um, 
I, I had a freaking great job um, doing freaking radio. Um, freaking, honestly, my freaking dream job. If I'm being, I'm telling you the freaking, the, telling, not telling you the freaking honest freaking truth. Um, and then you know, freaking that freaking went the went down the freaking toilet. And uh, Whale gave me another freaking chance. And it was, and it was a freaking bad chance. And it was a, it's a freaking bad radio station. But boy, oh boy, um, maybe even the freaking worst radio station. But boy, oh boy, we freaking forged ahead and we created the best freaking show on the worst freaking radio station. And 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 it gave me a freaking system to do that. It gave me a freaking platform. And through that freaking platform, I was able to get my second dream job out in freaking Seattle. Uh, and uh, and I had that for a little while before um, that also went down the freaking toilet. And um. Yeah, boy, oh boy, and I'm and 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 I'm I am freaking thankful that I still just have a little bit of freaking money from that freaking radio show that I did in freaking uh, freaking Seattle. Um, I went ahead and freaking saved every single penny, and I had a freaking payer play crunch contract. So even though I freaking flew the freaking coop, I still got the freaking full year's freaking salary, which is a freaking hefty salary because it was the most popular freaking radio station in freaking Seattle. So um, I'm very thankful for that, and I still got all that freaking change in my pocket. Um, so yeah, thank you, freaking whale. God bless you, whale. What do you mean you still have all the change in the, in your pocket? And then you're asking my wife for a ten thousand dollar loan? Well, Doug, I'm unemployed. Can't just spend yeah, well, his life savings change in your pocket for your Doug, it's my freaking it's my freaking life savings, Doug. It's it's supposed to be freaking saved. And I'm yeah, sorry, well, this this is coming as freaking news to you. How do you think I'm all, how do you think I freaking buy all these freaking bottles of brown? How do you think I freaking buy all these freaking porno mags that I freaking buy? If I knew that, I would freaking start charging you for freaking groceries. I'd start charging you freaking rent. Yeah, I always wondered why you weren't doing house. that. Uh, then I guess I'll have to freaking start. Wow. Yeah, it's I mean, yeah, it's freaking. I mean, it's coming freaking handy now that I have a freaking job again. So yeah, go ahead and freaking charge me whatever the hell you want. What do I care? Yeah, well, you gotta pay my freaking wife back my ten thousand dollars first. Wow. That's, that's between Sandy and Mrs. Jordan, Doug Jordan. Yeah. That was an investment, Doug. Yeah. So, freaking Tadia Risher, uh, ways in which Wayo has changed your life. Yeah, well, um, everybody knows that I started at, here at Wayo as a freaking unpaid freaking intern. Uh, still pretty unpaid, um, Doug, if you want to freaking talk about that later, uh, I'd be happy Sandy to. Sandy can but pay anyway. you because apparently he's freaking rich. Well, let's not get bogged down in what in money talks right now. I'm freaking... I don't want to bring up the money talk. And then I, don't freaking know, and I don't know if Tadia freaking anything. Yeah. yeah, neither do I. Well, okay, but let me finish my story first, then we can get into that. Um, but I started out as an unpaid intern uh, while I was studying communications in college. Uh, at the time, it, it was a great freaking experience. Um, I was learning a lot. I was getting credit towards my degree. Uh, then I met the love of my freaking life, freaking Mary. And everybody remembers Mary, a longtime Weakers and Tweakers. She was the love of my life. I I, I, uh, I pretty much dropped everything for her, and I, you know, I and I met her because she was a freaking tweaker. Weaker, I believe. Um, I can't remember if she was a weaker or a tweaker, maybe even a mayo tart. Um, but I, I dropped out of school for her. I moved in, and uh, you know things were going really well. And then she friggin' uh, we broke up due to friggin' unforeseen friggin' circumstances. And then I, you know it it's it's been great ever since. I you know I was in a really friggin' dark place, but I found a home here at friggin' Wayo, and it's it's really changed my life for the better. You know I went on to become a small business owner. Uh, that burned down and i died briefly but i came back um had cancer before that but survived that i'd say probably because of freaking wayo um you know uh i'm not saying that wayo cures cancer but we won't know unless you freaking donate money um and now i'm freaking back and i'm freaking doing better than ever and i can i can thank wayo for that 
But for Uyghurs and Tweakers out there, don't get too comfortable because his, though his cancer is in remission, I just found out that means it could still come back at any time, and he still uses a cane. So I don't think that yeah. means that means he's not recovered fully. So he needs that money. Donate.wayofm.org. Yeah. Between Weakers, Tweakers, Mayo Tards, uh, and freaking Doug Jordan, I think we could we could beat this freaking cancer finally. Yeah. I just want to say none of your money that you donate goes uh, anything has anything to do with him personally. So it's not you're not helping him. You're helping the radio station. And that's really what matters and not uh, his fake illnesses. Uh, as people uh, don't, people out there need to know, he's, he is a freaking compulsive liar. And, and I think it, it all started after uh, his freaking girlfriend broke up with him. Well, Doug Jordan, now your chance to talk is official. Could you please say ways in which Wayo has changed your life. And is it okay if I interrupt you every freaking five seconds? If you have something worthwhile to say, then yeah, I th- yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. Please, Doug, stick no, to okay. the question, please. We have little time. Uh, you know, before uh, I used to be a mailman, I had a pretty sunny job. Uh, I was yeah. pretty happy with that. Yeah, and then, and then we, um, we threw a little party at your house, one of the first barbecues. Yeah, and then I got fired from that. Yeah, cause yeah, we, in a lot of ways, being on this radio station has kind of ruined my life a little bit. It definitely has definitely taken a lot of ups and downs. Uh, I didn't. I definitely, in my five-year plan, didn't see me uh, going from you know being a, a mailman to then being a gas station clerk to then being a manager of the gas station. To then freaking being unemployed again, and then then being a freaking fish salesman, and now I I am a partial owner of a freaking business. So I didn't plan on any of that happening. Well, I mean, you also got to be the freaking spokesperson for a freaking shrimp cocktail festival. So I mean, that was pretty. That was a pretty good freaking achievement, wasn't it? Yeah, I guess that was okay. I have another radio show, too. And I honestly don't even like doing it anymore. I should probably stop doing that radio show. The Voice of Shrimp, Doug Jordan. I forgot about that. God bless you for that, Doug Jordan. Well, you have come leaps and bounds from where you once were. As the copy says, a boy with much to say and no one to say it to. And now we can't get you to stop freaking talking, but at least you have that platform, that outlet. It grounds you, keeps you centered. And God bless you for that. And God bless Wayo. All God bless Wayo. It's the worst radio station in the history of the world, but we are the best so on it. And without this platform, we don't exist. Go to donate.wayofm.org if you ever had a bit of love for any of us in your heart. Please, I implore you, go to donate.wayofm.org. Weakers, tweakers, thrill freaking seekers. We've got a great freaking show for you, full of freaking our week's news and discussions. If you want to join in in the conversation, call 513-914-6201. That's the Our Week Hotline. Tell us what we're doing right. Tell us what we're doing wrong. You might get put on blast, but you also might get a prize or two. Without further freaking ado, our week's news and discussions starts freaking now. Last week, Will Smith again made headlines after an excerpt from his tell-all memoir confirmed that he contemplated killing his own father, according to People. In the forthcoming memoir will smith recalls his complicated relationship with his father william carroll smith senior 
After witnessing the physical abuse of his mother at the hand of his father at an age nine, Smith says he developed his clownish public persona as a way to hide his shame, quote, for being a coward. Although Smith's mother, Carolyn Bright, and Smith Sr. divorced in 2000, the 53-year-old actor remained maintained a close relationship with his father, whom he cared for while battling cancer at the end of his life. Quote, One night, as I delicately wheeled him from his bedroom toward the bathroom, a darkness rose within me. The path between the two rooms goes past the top of the stairs. I paused at the top of the stairs. I could shove him down and easily get away with it. As the decades of pain, anger, and resentment coursed, then receded, I shook my head and proceeded to wheel Daddio to the bathroom. Smith Sr. died in 2006. No charges have yet been filed. So, geez Louise, down on my knees. Will Smith back at it again. And this time he's making another confessional. Last time he said he was in Suicide Squad, thought about being in the movie for a long time, really thought about freaking... And he, he said something about doing the method acting for Suicide Squad, really getting into the character. And now he's saying, geez Louise, down on my knees, I was so into the character, I was going to kill my own father. Push him in a wheelchair down the stairs. Yeah, last week I freaking complained about freaking Will Smith not just being a freaking movie star anymore, and instead freaking playing freaking Suicide Squad, and uh, and then and now here he is back in the news freaking contemplating freaking killing his father, and I freaking rescind my freaking complaint. I am I really freaking like this new freaking version of freaking Will Smith, where he's talking about freaking offing himself, and he's talking about freaking offing his old man, rolling him down the freaking stairs off in a freaking wheelchair. Uh, I I too have freaking had many thoughts about freaking killing my own freaking father. And, man, boy, oh, boy, did my freaking father nearly freaking kill me. So, uh, Will, um, keep freaking doing what you're doing. Keep putting keep putting your freaking father on freaking blast, freaking post-mortem. It is absolutely freaking hilarious. And, um, and, God, and, and, and honestly, if I'm being honest with you, freaking God bless you. And freaking donate to freaking Wayo as well. Yeah, Jesus Louise down on my knees. Now, I am, too, in that same camp. I, too, have had fantasies about killing my own father so I could reclaim the love of my mother. And it was after a night when I was hiding underneath the bed and my parents began making love and I caught the reflection of my father in the closet door mirror as he was making love to my mother and he could see me under the bed and our eyes connected in that mirror. And he just stared at me and did not stop what he was doing, if you know what I mean. And I have never forgiven him for that. Yeah, I'm, neither have I. I. I was actually thinking about that freaking story the other the other week, and I think that is just the, the absolutely most one of the most freaking psychotic things I've ever heard. And um, and I, and if and if for some reason he ever freaking comes back into your life, I, you know, and if he's got to freaking go, I you know I'm here I'm here for you. If you need if you need a freaking hand, you know I'm I'm here for you. You know well, I'm freaking here for you. Thank you. I love you, Sandy. God bless you. Thank you for the blessing. Yeah, Jesus Louise down on my knees. Anybody else ever thought about killing their father? Yeah, a couple of times. Wow! So we all have that in freaking common. Each one of us has freaking had freaking fascinations and freaking fantasies of freaking killing our own father. Yeah, I'm, I'm not denying that. Oh, geez, Louise, Doug, I thought you'd never say wow. anything. Oh, geez, Louise, yeah, that is. Doug, do you think your son is trying to kill you? I don't think he's personally trying to kill me. I think that. Uh... I mean, he's probably had thoughts about killing me. I mean, 
I think it's pretty normal for a, a boy to think about killing their own freaking father. Yeah, maybe. I don't know if that is. That kind of worries me. I don't want to yeah, be we, the we, voice we, of reason, but yeah, I for some reason yeah when some for some reason when when you freaking say it, it sounds much more freaking sinister than when the three of us yeah. mention it. Yeah, it's not hilarious like when Will Smith says it. Yeah, Doug, I, Doug, I hate to freaking put you on blast here, put you on the spot, but is your freaking father, is your father freaking still with us? Yeah, he's still alive. Okay. Papa Jordan. It's oh, good. Yeah. Well, geez Louise, I'm depressed now. I'm going to move on. Donate.wayofm.org. Last week, a body of a man whose corpse had been donated to science was dissected in front of a paying audience, according to the New York Times. David Saunders, who died of COVID-19 at age 98, was placed on display in a Portland, Oregon hotel ballroom and dissected in front of audience members who paid up to $500 to stand witness. David Saunders' wife, Elsie, said she intended to donate her husband's body for, quote, medical science and not, quote, put on display. Display. Elsie Saunders discovered the grim reality after Fi- King 5 News, a Seattle television station, published footage from the event. An advertisement called the event a, quote, cadaver lab class and was the promotion of a company called Death Science and a second organization known as the Oddities and Curiosities Expo. According to a spokesperson for the company, tickets were sold to the general public and 70 people attended the, quote, workshop. So, geez, Louise, down on my knees, they cut up this old bag of bones right in public in the center of a freaking hotel room ballroom. Now, should they have done that? I mean, here's the thing: this freaking, this freaking, this freaking corpse is going to get freaking cut up no matter what. Um, whether it be in a freaking on a freaking in a slab in a freaking morgue or in the freaking town square, you know. I, I mean, I don't. I mean, this this was the freaking purpose when when the wife freaking donated this freaking bag of bones, as you put it so freaking beautifully. Uh, you know, the idea was this thing's going to get freaking chopped up, and they're going to freaking freaking pull out whatever they freaking need, and they're going to freaking throw out the rest. Um, so what? I don't really freaking know what the freaking issue is. Where they freaking do it? Well, did, were they able to figure out how to freaking bring them back to life? Is the question I have. What? That's your question. You just you wrote this story and read this story. Does it sound at any point in the story that the object of this was to put him back together and bring him back to life? Well, I was just hoping for a happy ending after Doug's story. I was thinking, all right, here's a good one. This has a hint of hope in it, and maybe they were able to put him back together. Humpty Dumpty and the King's Men, all in the no. freaking ballroom of Portland, Oregon hotel. You don't no, know. if anything, this is this is probably the corpse of someone who's who was killed by their freaking son. Or yeah, yeah it's it smells. So like he died of COVID nineteen. Sure. Well, that's um, true. How to get it? Uh, I didn't. I wasn't uh, paying oh, attention. Yeah, his son might have given it to him. Yeah, that's a good here's, idea. Here's here's my freaking question, Doug. Please be quiet. Here's my freaking question. What would everybody like to have freaking done with their freaking their bodies when they freaking when they go the freaking way of the dodo? Frozen, frozen and saved. Save for later. Always save the best for last. And I think I still got more to do in my life, so I would want to be frozen and woken up in the future. I'd like for mine to be put on display and, and dissected in front of a paying audience. Yeah, I had a feeling one of us was going to enjoy that. Yeah. That, it was, I want to be shot out of the cannon. Oh, sorry. 
I'm sorry, what did you just say? I I want to be shut out of the cannon. You answered that very, very quickly. This is something that you've thought about? Yeah. Since you, I was, I think, 11, I decided that when I died, I wanted to be shot out of a cannon. Just your lifeless, your lifeless body shot out of a cannon? Yeah, but they'd have to do it really quick. So as soon as I died, they'd have to transport me to, to the ocean or whatever. The, my body of water, essentially. So my body would flail a little bit when they shot it out. You know, before rigor mortis sets in. What if you weren't all the way dead? That's what I would be worried. You wouldn't, wouldn't be all the way dead yet, Doug. Yeah. What do you mean if I wouldn't be all... Like, if I'm dead, if they're pronouncing me dead, then I'm freaking dead. Just shoot I mean, my but, body but, out of the They've been but known to right make at, mistakes. We saw you the yeah. inside of your grandpa's freaking coffin after we buried him and had to dig him up. There were claw marks. No, I'm pretty sure he was dead in the end. Yeah, but we'll never really know. I mean, I knew that he was. Well, maybe we should have freaking shot him out of a freaking cannon instead. Wait, why is your question, if I said, what, what are we going to do when you, what do you want to have done to your body when you die? Your question is, well, what if you're still alive a little bit when you get shot out of the freaking cannon? I, I will be dead. I don't know. I Yes, okay, thank you. Sandy Vargas, what would you like to have happen? Um, I'd like to be freaking doused in freaking gasoline and freaking set ablaze. Yeah, that's a good idea. Too. That's my second, that's my second choice. Yeah, there's a freaking scene in a freaking Star Wars, I believe, where they freaking set little little boy freaking Anakin Skywalker. Um, they he's he must be he must not be older than freaking nine years old, and they freaking set him ablaze um, in front of and they have a, they throw a freaking party and the freaking Ewoks are freaking dancing, and um, man, I'd love something like that to happen for me. Oh, I didn't even think there might be Ewoks there. That's a good point. I would love it if the Ewoks danced around my grave. Well, geez, Louise, down on my knees. I do think the one glimmer is that at least these people were paying. I certainly wouldn't want to be cut up to pieces on a slab in, in front of a whole group of people and not have them tossed a few shekels, just like people should toss a few shekels to donate.wayofm.org. Ongoing donations are really what we're going for. But if you can just donate a dollar, five dollars, ten dollars, even just once, We'll send you a couple of stickers. I'll sign one of them. Taylor Lofton. I know how to spell it. Trust me. Well, last week, movie star George Clooney called for UK tabloid The Daily Mail and other outlets to stop publishing pictures of celebrity children, according to Variety. In the open letter to tabloid publications, Clooney called the issue a, quote, matter of safety. The 60-year-old hunk stud actor called attention to a recent published image of a one-year-old son of actor Billy Lord, whose mother is Carrie Fisher and whose grandmother is Debbie Reynolds on Daily Mail's internet website. Clooney stated that paparazzi also put his own children in danger when they published their images due to wife Alma Clooney's high-profile position as a human rights lawyer and his own profile as an officer-winning actor. So, geez louise, down on my knees, I was doing a little brainstorming. I was thinking, this is... This, what about all these actors that we've all seen them publish? These actors' children, these famous celebrities' children, Kiefer Sutherland, I'm thinking of... They should not have put him up on the big screen because they didn't have parental consent when they did that. There are others. Sandy Vargas, maybe you help me out. 
Uh, yeah, I think there are a lot of a lot of these actors should have just had their freaking privacy freaking respected. Um, for one, I mean the, the obvious one that comes to my freaking mind is Michael freaking Douglas. Uh, I mean this guy. I mean he, he there was no freaking there was no freaking parental consent to freaking put this guy up on the put him on put him on the freaking big screen and put him on freaking blast quite frankly. Uh, and 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 boy oh boy, I mean maybe the freaking trajectory of his freaking life could have been freaking uh, freaking better, more respected, more respectable uh, if, if everybody had just freaking left him well alone. Yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking the same thing. Charlie Sheen comes to mind. Emilio Estevez, sure. his brother. Yeah. Less famous. Maybe that's a good thing in this case. I don't know. Doug Jordan, you think of any couple here, there, anywhere? Jeez Louise. Um, uh, Drew Barrymore and E.T. Yeah, that's a good one. Who's that? Yeah. Who's Drew Barrymore's mom or dad? I think it's Michael Michael Barrymore. Yeah, I never heard of him. Maybe yeah, he should have been. Maybe Stephen. Maybe they should have taken more pictures of him. Now, uh, conversely, what celebrity children would you like to see, Teddy Ridger? If you could have an image, if you could, if you could choose which one they publicize next. God, I mean, I you know. I hate to keep bringing this up, but the one person I think of all the time is freaking Jonah Hill and his fat freaking baby. And I know it's probably impossible to get that kid in a freaking photo because there's no camera big enough to capture that baby. But golly gee, wouldn't that be freaking sweet to see the world's biggest freaking fattest baby? Yeah, and it would be have yeah. to be published on the world's largest tabloid just to get him, and it'd be a centerfold just of the baby. It'd be hilarious. Yeah, yeah I don't think that's how pictures work. What are you talking about? What the heck are you freaking talking about? We'd have to be the world's they, 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 largest. They'd have to print they, a picture so big that you can fit a fat baby onto it. They'd have to, put it, on a freaking, they'd have to put it on a freaking billboard, Doug. Kids are freaking ginormous. The kids are big. That's the fattest freaking kid in the entire world. Yeah, but you they can resize the they, image. That what? What the heck are you freaking talking about? Do you think that about? the a picture? The, you see, there's a picture of the freaking Eiffel Tower. They got to print a, a tabloid as big as the Eiffel Tower. Now, Ivor Tower is not nearly as big as this gigantically fat baby. I, I find that hard to believe. It's not, it's not very freaking wide. It's a freaking skinny little freaking tower. We're talking about the biggest, fattest freaking baby in the entire freaking planet. Doug. They have to have the baby lay on his freaking back and use aerial photography in several different planes and reconstruct the image, Doug Jordan. You think that's going to fit in a magazine? Yeah. I don't even think that the... I don't. Uh, what I don't. Whatever. This is your your guy's gimmick. This, he's so there. He's Donate so fat. Donate.wayofm.org. Please, we need your money. We're running out of time. We need another seven G's. It's not probably gonna happen. If you be honest with you, four days left. Eight, seven, eight G's. So, continuing is very important. It comes up. It, that's quick. A lot of money that way. Last week, a couple in New Zealand made headlines for potentially growing the world's largest potato, according to CNN. Colin and Donna Craig Brown from Nagahapapori in the country's Wakakto region discovered the massive spud while getting ready for the spring planting season this year. Quote, it was literally one of nature's pleasant surprises, Colin Craig Brown told reporters. I had no idea it was growing there, and I don't know how long it was there because I was walking over the top of him all last cucumber season. He refers to him as a, a potato. The potato, affectionately named Doug, weighs 
17.4 pounds and may be the world's largest. The Craig Browns have been storing Doug in the freezer while awaiting a ruling from Guinness Book of World Records. According to Colin, Doug is, quote, nasty-looking thing, whose presence has brought the couple much joy. Quote, he's happy in the freezer. I pull him out every now and then, chuck him in the sunshine, and let him see the world outside, he told CNN affiliates. The current record holder is British vegetable grower Peter Glazebrook, who registered a potato at 10.97 pounds in 2010. So, geez louise, Doug, take it to the sports desk. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm Mike Doug Jordan, and welcome to the sports desk. Doug the Potato Jordan. So tell us a little bit about the potato, what could be made out of it, maybe what kind of, uh, as a restaurant. It's a potato. Yeah. I don't, it's a freaking, it could be a russet potato, maybe it's a yellow potato. I don't think it's an Idaho potato because it, it's in freaking New Zealand and it's not in the United States of America. I don't think it's a red potato either. So I don't know, it's a, it's a freaking potato. So does that mean like French fries or? It could be turned into French fries. Yeah, you you slice Tater it up. Tots. I'm sure somebody got their Potato hands on pancakes. it. Pancakes, yep. hash burns. Yeah, these are all things that potatoes are in or or make up constitute those could, things. Could you bake? Well, let me it? ask you. A, could you bake yeah. it into a baked potato with sour cream and cheese and maybe some chive? Absolutely. Let me ask you one more question. Mm-hmm. Are you nervous that when your freaking son finally offs you, he's going to keep you in the freezer or two and pull you out every once in a while so you get a little bit of sun? Tell everybody you're doing good, but you're, what is the word, a nasty looking thing? Doug, the is that the reason Jordan. why you went with this story? Yeah. You thought it would hurt me? My name's not even Doug. Doug First the name's freaking Mike. Well, what the heck are you freaking talking about? What? It was uh, Mike Doug Jordan. Mike Doug Jordan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I remember. Yeah, I knew. I freaking knew that. Michael Jordan's his name. I always forget that. Like the basketball player, or it's like Michael Douglas because your middle name's Douglas, which is also like that son of that actor that we mentioned earlier. So, no, geez, it's Mike Doug Jordan. That's my name. Donate.wayofm.org. That's all I have to say. Last week, a man who jumped into a lake in Brazil to escape a swarm of bees was eaten by piranhas, according to the Daily Star. The 30-year-old victim was on a fishing trip with two friends in a rural area around 600 miles northwest of Rio de Janeiro. After the group of men encountered a swarm of bees, all three decided to jump into the piranha-infested lake. Unfortunately, the victim was unable to get out of the water and drowned. Divers recovered the man's face, ear, his ears, and parts of his body's had lacerations left by the killer fish after recovering it around 13 feet from the shoreline. His two friends survived without injury. The fishing trip was unfortunately ruined. So, geez louise, down to my knees. This guy got eaten by a group of fish known as the piranhas. Doug Jordan, you like a fishing trip. Why don't you tell us a little bit about this fear becoming a reality? Well, yeah, I mean, I I don't know. How can you imagine? Can you imagine going on on a fishing trip and and you're sitting on the, we went on a fishing trip once it was ice fishing, but can you imagine if all of a sudden we were sitting in that shed and the freaking swarm of bees came in and, and the only way to get away with them is, is to freaking jump into a freaking into the lake. It was too cold and for then, bees. And, it was too cold for bees, Doug. I was there. I was also, I mean, that would have, 
that would have really ruined ruined the time because as we can all remember we were we were there having a freaking memorial for uh tadia richard who had just freaking passed away and we actually took that opportunity to freaking spread his freaking ashes so if we had been attacked by freaking bees not only would it have been a freaking fiasco because it wouldn't make any sense why are the bees there it's too freaking cold uh, and there would have been nowhere to jump but into the freaking freezing cold lake and also would have freaking ruined a, a perfectly good freaking funeral if you're freaking being i'm being freaking honest with him yeah hmm. Yeah. I'm just trying. I'm just. We're just picturing a scenario where we're out, maybe they're ice bees, and we jump into the freaking lake, and we get, right. and then one of us gets freaking eaten by ice piranhas. Well, we talked. We talked about going freaking deep sea fishing out out in Florida next year. Remember, because I brought all my cabana wear, and it was ice fishing, and I was freezing cold. Yeah, I do. I remember that. Maybe this could happen. Maybe we jump into the water to get away from the the ocean bees. And geez, Louise, down on my knees, a bunch of sharks are there, and Doug gets eaten. Yeah, yeah, that freaking sucks. And then we got to go get that potato to have him come on the show. I mean, what would uh, having a potato on a show add, add to the show? Well, I ask myself the same question about you from time to time, Doug Jordan. I don't have to do the freaking show. I got plenty of freaking work to do at the restaurant. I don't have to freaking. I don't have to freaking come here. Yes, you do. You have to be on the show. You're part of the freaking group. I didn't sign a freaking contract. No man down, Doug Jordan. We would never leave you behind. I mean, we left. You left Sandy behind that one time. That was a mistake. I mean, you said go, 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 and I said okay, and I felt freaking guilty about that. I felt guilty as the Dickens about Sandy that. Sandy dressed up like Mrs. Doubtfire to infiltrate freaking Evan Dawson's lair, and I had brought in uh, the only thing that can kill freaking Dawson, which is a mongoose, but these were actually ferrets, and I let them loose, and then I got scared, and I ran out and jumped into the bed of the truck and hit the side of the truck, told Dud to speed off. Sandy was still dressed like Mrs. Doubtfire, sputtering away. I got pretty badly attacked by a ferret. And Sandy got arrested, so. But, and these are the things that only freaking happen because freaking Wayo is in freaking existence. Yeah. This is a freaking, absolutely freaking terrible freaking radio station um, in, in one of the freaking worst cities on the freaking planet Earth. But, geez Louise, uh, because it exists, we freaking, we're freaking open, we open ourselves to freaking hijinks like this all the freaking time. So if we freaking don't freaking hit our goal in this freaking fundraiser, boy, oh boy, we're all freaking dead. That's true. Yeah. I thought you were going to say we we're all going to kill ourselves, and I was going to say, I, well, I didn't sign up for that. Donate.wayofm.org. We need your money. We need it now. Please go to donate.wayofm.org. You're our only hope. Weakers, tweakers, thrill freaking seekers, we love you so very freaking much. We're so freaking hot for you. Go to donate.wayofm. God, I hope we'll see you next week. Honestly, that, that made me freaking hungry. Yeah. That makes me hungry too. Maybe we should all go to the freaking Ortega Grill. This has been a production of Our Week Studios. W A Y O L P Rochester.